0: All right, now, my message today is called, God is Firing You. Come on, preach. I've just said the title. (laughs) I remember a couple years ago, my husband and I, with our two kids, we were living in California. um, And it was amazing, the palm trees, you never had to worry. I never checked the weather. And it was Valentine's Day. And I said, you know, let me text my parents to wish them happy Valentine's Day. And I was big on the WhatsApp ministry. Who does WhatsApp out here? Hello, because we lived in the US, they lived in Canada, it's expensive, so we would use the WhatsApp. So in the morning, I'm texting my dad, like, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? He's like, oh, I'm not really doing anything. He asked me, I'm like, well, you know what, we're going to church. The church is having a program, and they have free childcare, and so we we're, we're going to be there, free childcare. we were definitely going to take up the opportunity. And so, um, during the day, my dad would would text back and forth all day long. And it came to the evening, about evening time, and we normally took the kids to the park all the time. That's something that we used to do. So we're talking during the day through text, and my dad goes to me. I have to tell you something. And the moment he said that in the text, something in the pit of my stomach was like something's wrong. I'm scared. I quickly call my girlfriend, my best friend. I'm like, girl, my dad just texted me something. He has to tell me something. I don't know if it's cancer. I don't know like, what's happened, but pray. Pray. Because you just know when you get that message that something's just not right. I just knew something was not right. And then he goes to me, your mom did not want me telling you this. I want to tell you for the longest time. And I'm like, what can this be? My parents call me Shan. He's like, Shan, are you ready? I'm like, okay, God prepared myself. And he goes, Tal, you've been adopted. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Is this a joke? And let me tell you what happened. A day before this message from my dad, I was online listening to different messages and there was a lady named Christine Kane and she was sharing her testimony. And her testimony was at 30 years old that she found out that she was adopted. Her brother came home and there was a letter in the mail that said, the government was saying, "Just wanted to let you know that these are your real parents, and this is your government ID." And she was like, "What? I'm adopted?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't imagine." When I was watching this, I'm like, "I can't imagine at 30 years old finding out that's not your parents." And she went to her mom, and her mom was like, "Your dad promised me before he passed that I would never tell you and your brother that you were adopted." And I was like, "Oh my word." So later that evening, I watched Netflix. Netflix ministry. Hey. And I watched this movie called October Sky, and October Sky was about a young woman that found out that her biological mother tried to abort her, but there was a complication in the abortion process, so her, her biological mother ended up putting up for adoption, and then she later finds out the reason why she has all these health complications is because she was adopted. Her parents were not her parents. So when I get this message from my dad that you are adopted, I'm like, oh my God, the Lord, you're preparing me for this moment. Okay, this is going to be my testimony. I'm, I'm ready for this. I was like, okay, Lord, all right. I was like, you know what? Maybe it's a prank for my brother. You know, when you're kids, you know, you say, you're adopted. So I called my brother. My brother wasn't available, but I'm like, okay, let me call my sister because, you know, my sister's my confidant. She knows everything. So I call my sister Mishra. I'm like, Mishra, guess what? Dad just told me I'm adopted. And she goes, well, maybe. I was like, what? You're supposed to tell me no. She's like, there's always family secrets. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. I'm like, so I'm at the park. I'm, I'm pacing. I'm sweating. I'm like shaking. Like, I cannot believe this moment is happening to me. I call, I'm like, babe, come over here now. He's like, what? I'm like, my dad just told me I'm adopted. He's like, what? There's no way. You have your dad's head. <laughs> and I was like, And I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. I don't look like them. I'm darker than them. Then I'm like, well, I kind of favor them. I'm like, okay, that's it. My dad's probably my uncle. He's my uncle. And I'm like, at this time, my dad's like, call me. And I'm like, okay. And he just moved. He was like, I don't, I'm like, dad, I don't have your new number. So I call back my sister. She's like, oh, I'm at mom's house. Mom's here. Why don't you talk to mom? I was like, okay. I call, my mom gets on the phone. I'm like, mom, dad just told me the news. I'm adopted. I cannot believe I did not know this my whole life. And my mom's not saying anything. So I'm scared. I'm like, hey, my mom is not seeing anything on the other line. And she goes, Chantal, I was very present. You are not adopted. Why would your dad tell you that? And I'm like, I don't know. So I go back to my phone. I'm like looking at it. It says dad. And then I'm like, oh, my word. I've been texting my dad's old work number. It's his coworker playing a trick on me. <laughs> but within a moment, I call, you guys, I thought this was real. Like, I, in, in five seconds, I was like, okay. Okay, this is my story, my testimony. Okay, the Lord is preparing me for this. I got worked up. I call my dad. I tell my dad what happened. I was like, what a wicked person. And I'm like, yeah, dad, I cannot believe. Within two seconds, I thought my whole life was like a lie. And honestly, I was like, my husband was like, He was so mad. And I was, like, still shaking, like, I cannot believe this just happened to me. Because the thing is, you're at work, and you tell your work people, like, personal information. So the person knew things about me. So that's why I really thought it was my dad, because, like, my dad started a new job. He knew my dad moved. And so we're engaging in conversation. But my mom declared to me and gave me assurance that, no, baby, I was very present. I was very there. And just like the text here, it's in Jeremiah. It said... Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And Jeremiah had to believe the Lord, what he said over him. And my first point, if you want to write this down, is God planned, prepared your purpose. You're not an accident. You're not a oops. You're not a mistake. It's so easy to sometimes you feel like you're a failure when life happens. But we got to know that God planned and had a purpose before us. And I love, in, if you want to turn to um, Psalms 139, it says, for you formed my inner work parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. And in your book, were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. And what's so powerful here, it's just like in Jeremiah, you know, he says, I knew you, I was formed a mother's womb, and my mother, she's like, I knew, I felt the kicks. I had the labor pains, I know you, so you should know by my word that I know it's about you. What stood out to me is, when it said here, your eyes saw my unformed substance. And then what it says in the Bible, it's talking about it was an embryo, a fetus. And I remember when I had three kids, I had an ultrasound the first time, especially recently when I had Claire, go there at seven weeks, got the sonogram, pulled it out, saw the blob. I'm like, oh, the blob is so cute. Babe, it looks like me. No, it looks like me. No, it looks like me. We're going back and forth. I saw it as a blob. When God looks at the blob, he sees destiny, purpose. He already has a plan before our lives. And so sometimes we get caught up with what we see right now, but God sees beyond the blob. He says, you know what? You're beyond a blob. You are loved, I'm madly in love with you. I already see what God I'm gonna do through you. And so that's what's exciting about God. He knew us before our mother's womb. Just like Jeremiah, he thought he was inadequate. He's like, God, I'm only a child, I'm only a youth. He felt insecure about the task that God spoke to him, saying that he would be speaking to the nation, and he would be a prophet. How many times you felt insecure about what God's called in your life, or lack of confidence? Some of us have a bad case of the I'm only, I'm only a woman. I'm only a stay-at-home mom. I only have X amount of dollars. God, I only have a limited resources or education. God, I'm only. And I know sometimes I'm like, God, I'm only a girl from Oshawa. What can you do with me? Oshawa, really? My husband makes fun of me all the time that I'm from Oshawa. And I'm like, God, you know what? I'm a girl that just struggled in school all my life. As, you know, tried to get my education, but what can you use through me? And God saw that with Jeremiah, that he had, even though he was a youth, He was going to use him as a platform to get big glory. God wants to use our little that we have to get the most glory out of it. And what you don't understand, if you don't know, you have everything in you right now that God wants to use through you. Everything. Everything. You're not saving up for purpose. You already have purpose. And it's already established. I'm not saying don't establish yourself and don't develop into something, but recognize that you don't have to keep looking like, God, I don't have this, I don't have this, I'm comparing to other people. You have everything. And with the power of God and the anoint of God, with prayer and everything, God can develop some great things in you. But you have to recognize it's not about you, but it's through God's power they can use through you. Now, one thing I recognize, sometimes I feel like I get overwhelmed thinking, like, God, you have this big gift. Because I know God has a call in my life. And sometimes I get like, So overwhelmed, like, how is this really going to happen? How is it really going to happen? Can you really use me? But I have to recognize, as he said in Jeremiah, he says here in verse 6, Do not say I'm only a youth, for to all whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you. To deliver you, declares the Lord. And I know sometimes, I know for me, fear has like really got me in a lot of trouble and hindered me to getting to my my purpose. Um, There was many years ago, my parents probably don't even know this, but I dealt with such a high anxiety, I was scared of the dark. When I would do um, night classes, I would make my husband make sure he kept the door open because I was so nervous. I felt like someone was going to capture me. This is my dream. I'm at the door, right to get in the house, but someone takes me away. And that's what every night I thought about when I was going to do my master's, and I was just like, God, can you really use me? Because I'm, I'm scared of the stupid dark. But God's showing me, like, even through the dark, He's not. It's not just I'm not by myself. He's going to use me, even with the things that I'm scared of. And one thing I've committed to this year is I'm going to do it afraid anyway. I'm going to even I'm going to even though I'm scared, I'm scared of I'm scared of flying. I'm petrified of. Petrified of flying. In a couple of weeks, my husband and I are going to Vancouver. But you know what? I'm like, there's something greater on the other side of my fear. And if I don't take that step of faith, I'm going to miss out on what all God has for me. And too many times we get stuck in that place when God has something bigger and greater for us. And then I'm reminded in Philippians 1 6, and he says, And I am sure of this, that who begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of jesus christ and then he says in philippians 2 13 for it is god who wills in you to do great pleasure it's not about me it's never about us our purpose on this life is not about us and you have to think about bigger and even being a mom like it's not about me i'm here to service my kids and this morning i started this morning my kids got up at five forty five. They were so excited to get ready to, uh, to set up for church. They're like, Mom, let's give you your Mother's Day gifts. I'm like, all right, let's do it. And, like, honestly, I like, opened their gifts, and I'm, like, boo the ugly cry. Because you know what? As a mom, it's hard. It was one moment that they spent to really, like, I felt special. And they were like, Mom, you're such a great mom. You clean up after us. And Noah's card said, he was like, this is the card. It doesn't compare to any other card I've ever made before to you. It was so sweet. And I was just like, you know what? I know I've struggled being a mom thinking I'm not good enough. I don't think I can do it. Like, I don't think, and I call my mom, I'm like, Mom, how did you raise us? It is such a hard job to um, be a mother in these days. But I know with God, as He declared with Jeremiah, that He will bring us through and He will help us through those difficult times. I don't know about you, but sometimes maybe some of you are struggling. You know, I don't have purpose. What is my purpose? You know what? It's so crucial to be part of a local church. In a local church, you have, you have access to um, resources. You get to, um, like for us, we have Next Steps, shameless plug. After service, where you get to learn about your spiritual gifts, what's going on and like how, how you, your role fits in the local body because we all have a gift. Also, Life Group started last week, which is amazing. Join a Life Group. Again, shameless plug. One thing I love about Surf City, we're all doing life together. And when you do life together, things get pulled out of you that you don't even see about yourself. When you have that friend says, you know what, girl, you are good. Like, no, I don't think, no. You have people speaking into your life that will confirm things that you never saw in your life. So it's important to be a part of a church or a community of believers. Another part that I love that also talks about, like, God forming us is Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are the workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. And what I love about here, it talks about he formed us, he used us. And I did some research on how pottery is made. And the first part when you're making pottery, you take the clay, and the potter will dump it, slam it on the potter's wheel, and it will push out the air bubbles to get um, the air bubbles out. If the air bubbles are not taken out, when it goes to the fire, it'll explode. And I'm thinking about us, sometimes God will slam. Don't you feel like God's slamming you? In life, he will slam us on the potter's wheel. He'll try to push out character in us. And through life, challenges will come up. He's trying to build things in us. I know people that work like at McDonald's. They're like, I can barely handle the customer service people. They come in, they complain about their food. They don't want pickles. They don't want. They don't want um, onions. If you cannot handle the cashier, you think you're ready to be a CEO or higher level? God needs to prepare you. He wants to build character in us through life. And some of you are like, you know what, my life is spinning out of control. Bills, um, I have a breakup, I have a dental issue, death in my family. I just feel like my life is totally spinning out of control. Well, maybe, maybe you're on the potter's wheel and he's just forming you. He's forming character in you and he's doing something into you. He's preparing for what he has next for you. So don't lose focus like when you're like, God, and I know for me, most times when something big is about to happen, you're on the cusp of something great. When things are out of control, when the storm is coming, the rainbow's coming after. Rainbows only come after the storm, right? Or after the rain in life. And so, just thinking, you know, God, maybe He's up to something. He's building character. He's molding something. As a potter, they use water, water to make it pliable, in order to make it um, flexible, to make it to form it into like whatever a pot or a bowl or a cup. And. But in order for it to actually be solidified, it has to go to the fire. But too many of us get stuck on the potter's wheel in the forming process, and God wants to do more. And so don't get caught up in being stagnant. and just on the potter's wheel when God is doing something in you or through you. And on the other side of that, even if it's fear, let go fear. If it's anxiety, try to get through the anxiety. Push through. Because God wants to move you forward from the forming to the fire. And in the fire, good things come out in the fire. So let God fire you. And in the society we live in, we want things easy. We know, I, I know for me, like, I want things easy all the time. Like, I don't want to work. I don't, I don't even want to work out and sweat, okay? At all. Like I hate, I hate sweating. So if I can do anything that doesn't make me sweat, I'm there. But if you want to get that muscles, you want to get tone, you've got to work. you got to build and um, a lot of us don't want it bad enough. If you want it bad enough, you're willing to sweat even my hair out, even though I have natural hair, hey. <laughs> if I want it bad enough, I feel willing to give up my hair um, to get the muscles, the tones, the things that I want, that God's calling me on the other side. In the fire, it comes from fragile to tested. And look, like my message is called God is firing you. And Maybe some of you thought that God's firing me for my purpose, my destiny, the plan he has for me. Or maybe he's pulling a trump. You're fired like on Apprentice. Or fired like he fired the FBI agent the other day. No, God's not like that. God's the opposite. I'm here to tell you that God wants to fire you because he wants to build greatness. and He wants to keep you solid. He wants to make you unshakable when the storms come that you can withstand because God has something greater for you. And you know, for us, when we think about the fire, a lot of times we're scared of it. And I'm thinking about a story of, in the Old Testament of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. three Hebrew boys. They were taken captive from their land, and they were slammed down on the potter's wheel, or in Babylon, they got thrown to the fire. And the reason why they got thrown to the fire is the king, the king made a declaration, goes, if no one worships the golden idol, and they don't listen to when they hear the music, they don't um, bow down, he'll throw them in the, the fire. And so the music goes, the pipe goes, the lyre goes, and guess what? You think they bowed down? No. They did not bow down. So the, the king got angry. And so what he did, he got his army to make the fire seven times hotter. And while they were getting the fire hotter, the people died while making it harder. They bind them up. They throw them in the fire. The hot, hot fire. And the king recognizes, wait a second. I thought we threw three men in there. Someone looks like the son of God that's in there. And so when they go in there, they check there's four people in there. And when they open up the fire, the furnace, they recognize that they were untainted. They did not smell like smoke. Their clothes were still intact. And they didn't recognize that God was in there. Some of us, when we think about the fire, we think about like, California. I know I live in California. There's a lot of fires all the time, and there was um, forest fires in California. I you know in Alberta sometimes they have forest fires, and houses are wiped out, and um, a land is gone. But well, you know what? There's a difference between God's fire and hell's fire. God's will construct us, and hell's fire will destroy us. There's a difference. God is trying to build us. And when we look at tragic Meshach, and Abednego, since it's Mother's Day, I'll call it Shaniqua, Michaela, and Abigail. Because there's women, right? When they're in the fire, things happen. When we see the fire, the fire was meant to destroy them, but it confirmed they were in the right place. A lot of times when you're in the fire, things, God will show up like God showed up for them. And we got to know that God will walk us through. He will be with us. And in Isaiah, in Isaiah 43, two, it says, um, I'm, the fire will not consume you. He will be with you. And re- I'm reminded of that promise when we're in the fire. And secondly, at the end of the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I see that he's, the king said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you are promoted in the land of Babylon. And a lot of times, God wants to elevate us through the fire. There's something greater he wants because he doesn't want you to ex- explode. So right now what God is trying to do, if you're in the situation of in a, a hellacious situation or a hard situation, God is pr- trying to promote you to something different, something greater, something bigger than what you're going through right now. So don't get caught up of how hot things are right now or how difficult things are because God has something greater. And even if the thing is, even if you have a good opportunity right now, some of us might have a good opportunity, but we're so scared of what the unknown is. You can have a great, perfect opportunity set up for you, set up, and then you're like, I'm just, God, really? I'm too scared. You want to use me? I'm only. I'm only such and such. Whatever your your I'm only, you can put it in the blank. How many times a God wants to use your I'm only to make something great? And the last thing, the one thing the fire did for Shadrach, Meshach, and mendigo it made them a witness. A lot of times, some of you are going through some issues, and people at work are like, How are you surviving? The, the loss of somebody, or the breakup, or all the debt that you have. How are you surviving through this hard time? And you can see, when I was in my fire, my God showed up. My God showed up. And I know for me, I remember I was i was—I yeah, was pretty young. I was, what, 20, maybe 27, 28? And my kids were one in three at the time. I quit my job to be, home, to be a stay-at-home mom decided to do my master's full-time while well, my kids. I only had time to do my papers when they were napping, which was like in the afternoon, or get up earlier in the morning. And I was thinking, God, how am I going to do it? I'm only a D student or a C student. How am I going to get through this? How am I going to get through this? And I remember, I, it took me 18 months to finish my master's program with my small kids. And by the time I graduated, they were three and five. I bursted in tears. I did it. Wow, I did it. And you know what? Because I graduated and I, I know I endured, after that, I feel like I can do anything. Put, throw something at me, I can do it. Through that situation, I feel strong, I feel unshakable. Because of those moments that God used the fire of education, because that's, you know, it, it might be something small to you, but education was a huge struggle. From the fourth grade, I was in with tutors. I struggled with education. But because God walked me through the fire of education, I felt like I could accomplish anything. Throw something at me, I'll do it, God. Because from when you, if you can do it, then you can do it again. And God, just like God, took on um, the struggle of death through the cross. And through the cross, he was thinking about us, thinking about the purpose he had in us, knowing that we had everything in us, knowing that he was going to fire us for greatness. And we have a God that died for our sins, even though we're so um, undeserving. Yet while we were sinning, he was loving us and saving us. So I'm grateful that we serve a God and lastly i just want to leave with my three points again was god planned and prepared your purpose you have everything already in you he's not saving it up it just needs to be developed and lastly god is working it out through you and he's with you like he declared i am with you declares the lord